Spire. From Spire, I'm Jeff Saris. And I'm Amara Andrew. And this is Control F. A show about finding answers. (laughs) 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 I actually forget what our theme song sounds like. Dink, 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 dink. Dank? <laughs> Why is our theme song saying dank, dank, <laughs> dank? You're saying well, something about my personality. Whoever's listening right now just heard it, so they know what it is. Oh, okay. That's yeah. true. But oh, I remember that. You don't listen to our podcast? I actually haven't yet. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Just the thought of hearing my voice like that freaks me out. So well, no. Your voice sounds good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sounds uh, very good. <laughs> but yeah, it's been... <laughs> this is episode three. I and know. it were two months since we published the first two episodes i can't believe it it's been like i can't believe it's already been two months because i had so much i wanted to do in that amount of time which like we've done stuff but well, i mean you've like, done a lot well yeah so have you you've like, become you've become somewhat uh of a personality on tiktok yes. which you didn't even start tiktok last unintentionally time. <laughs> i yeah it sounds like you dropped some nudes <laughs> <laughs> I unintentionally, how you say it, dropped the nudes on TikTok. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I, yeah, I just started doing, uh, well, you were super instrumental in that because I had heard of TikTok like a long time ago and I was like, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> um, and I was just like, yeah, I don't really think TikTok is for me because like I like to dance, but when we're like cooking and stuff like that, like in the in the privacy of our own home or when we're out like region which is like once in a very long while anyway <laughs> so i was like i don't think tiktok's for me but then you brought up uh like doing little mini lessons and like when i was in undergrad or grad school i would have loved to have had these little like well mini lessons for what well that's what i'm getting to thank <laughs> you um like 60 second art history is my thing well 60 second history in general but obviously i have two degrees in art history so i might as well put those to use (laughs) but i just like i love art history i love all history in general just because it's so fascinating how all these pieces work together and this influenced that and you can't have that without this and blah 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 blah, and a bada bing (laughs) i just i love it um But yeah, so trying to, like, I'm so used to academia where you have to stretch things out as long as you can and, like, arduously describe things, like, so much. I'm not a very flowery person like that, so that's always been difficult for me. But these little 60-second lessons that I've been doing, I love because I like just, okay, what the hell is the meat of this thing? Like, what is this, like, painting about? Like, as you can see here, the <laughs> the swishing. So yeah, that would that's what academia would be like. Yes, you can see by the swishing right here that the artist was very agitated with that brush stroke, and you know why? I hate like why? I why, but why? <laughs> I both love and hate that. But I also like I like just getting to the meat of it. Like, no, this was made because you thought it looked cool, and that was the like end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're educating yeah. and you're doing it in a way that's more... <laughs> it's like a tangent. Well, no, but it's more uh, well, modern, like, internet friendly. Yeah, like I want art history to be attainable to people because the most like... Yeah, I've gotten so much engagement from people, which I love. And a lot of the comments have been like, I stopped taking art history classes because it just kind of like, woohoo, 
went over like my head or I didn't find it as engaging. Um, And like art history historically has been very closed off to like anybody and everybody. Like it's been only wealthy people can go like wealthy white men primarily can like go down that path because I don't know, it's a little, it can be a little financially unstable historically, but then, yeah, I don't know. Just I'm going on another tangent. But. Well, no, so there's 60 second <laughs> art history and yeah. you speak at about two to three X of your normal speaking speed. Yeah. Here, so that is. Give everyone a little taste of your beginning of just any, just like just saying it off the top of your head. You don't have to do. Oh no, I have one. What actually. So yesterday I did one. Here, I could actually just play it. Oh, yeah, you could. So let's see, just ignore whatever TikTok sound comes up at the beginning of this. <laughs> but, um, oh, no, I'll get it um, without. But yeah, so I do two to three times how I'm speaking right now, which is quite difficult. Um, but it's really fun, actually, just trying to do it. Yeah, so here's a little clip of <laughs> what you're this is actually your biggest hit this is the one that sort of took off as a quarter million views already and, yeah that's crazy um, but here let's just listen for a second what's up everybody amara here and this is part two of how to read an erotic 18th century french painting issues regarding women and morality are a common theme in french enlightenment painting broken eggs by jean baptiste Grus incorporates some of the most common motifs in an allegorical painting of the time in this painting we examine the play <laughs> you, of the young peasant you don't want to listen <laughs> no how do i know she's <laughs> what's funny it's is weird. it doesn't sound as fast does it no. Because I don't think, I actually like that speed. Like, even for our podcast right now, like, I suddenly feel like I want to speed up how I'm speaking because I kind of like when it's going fast. When I'm editing these, <laughs> I'm listening to them in 2x speed, so I can really edit and go quick and go through well, them. But so then that's... when I listen in normal speed, yeah. it is so slow and it's weird. Well, but... yeah, because, like, that's what I like is the quicker kind of stuff. Like, a lot of art history just drone, like, I've, I know I've made my point about how traditional art history is just very, like, drone on and on and on about stuff where it's like, just get <laughs> no, to No, you've made your point. point. Let's, let's. Let's belabor a little more, <laughs> like artist. <laughs> I know. I realized I'm doing exactly the thing I said I hate. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just like doing those fun little things. And like, there have been people who have said, "Oh, it's too fast." And I'm like, "Well, shut up. Like, listen a couple times then. Or oh, yeah. Go." Like someone was like, "I wish you'd show the painting longer." This is just like an informational. Like, go look it up. You could do that. But also, it's you so are simple. stuck. I mean, you can't, oh, yeah. 60, it's seconds only 60 seconds is all you get. And yeah. Or I love when people are like, oh, you forgot this or oh, you forgot. No, I didn't. I only <laughs> have 60 seconds. And what you said is actually wildly inaccurate. So well, <laughs> maybe not all the time. Suck a dick. <laughs> but you've, beyond the negatives. Yeah, sorry. You've had, you've no, had I some love really everybody. good engagement. Yeah, there have been some amazing people. Like a lot of people just are fascinated with art history, but don't even know where to go. Um, so well, yeah, because really, where would you go? To the mall. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, you Robin can, Sparkles. <laughs> you can go, like, there are a couple different resources, but, like, I was, like I mentioned before, when I was in school, I was trying to find these resources that made it, like, more entertaining. Like, granted, I could sit and just read the most boring book ever and still find it fascinating, because that's just what kind of person I am. Um, I broke the fourth wall. <laughs> and my iPad. Um, but... Yeah, like, so Khan Academy is somewhere I always go just because. But for entertainment, always. like, can you. Yeah, so, that's not entertaining. That's purely, like, educational. And we've been talking about edutainment as yeah. sort of what you're trying to do. And mm -hmm. do you know of any other art history, art historical or history based? I mean, history is so broad, it's hard to say. Yeah, well, but art history. On Instagram, there's art history caps. So it's like 
funny captions that are given to art history paintings. <laughs> yeah. So it's not actually educational. It's more so just like, it's funny. Like I find yeah. it really funny, but you have to know about the painting sort of to, to know why that's funny or mm -hmm. what the subject matter is. So yeah, not, not that I know of there might be, but. Well, yeah, I think you're, you're satisfying it. a need that is out something you would have wanted. Oh, for and sure. And then we're also going to expand to YouTube. We, Yay. we shot like a, I don't know, a, a, a pilot run. episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, we'll never see the light of day. Well, yeah, we're going to redo it. Like, I mean, this was just sort of a trial to, to see what is it like to translate, translate your 60 seconds into a YouTube video where you still, you have your 60 second lessons, mm -hmm. which, so it's like an actual 60 second art degree. Yeah. Like, I love the thought of go to your video, watch a five minute video with multiple lessons in it. And, yeah, and get, I really like, use my hands a lot, don't I? When I look at these videos later, like for from your other podcast, starting now, a show about change, resilience, and your next big idea. No, no I, when I, it's when actually I edit a really these, good podcast. When I edit these videos, I realize my hands are just all over the place when I'm talking, well, or sometimes they're under the table, and it's weird. Leanne, and what like, are you doing what? under the table? Counting pennies? <laughs> <laughs> do you even know what a penny is? I do use my hands a lot, though, when I talk. When sort I listen, of. I don't. It depends. I should when I listen. That'd be like... <laughs> I was trying to hear not <laughs> but yeah so history that's the name of this show yes history not really control F but it's a show about history uh -huh. it's um finding answers to historical mysteries and just interesting uh topics so yeah well on top of TikTok I have a blog and I know surprising <laughs> um but on it I like to uh, on it the brand on my blog i like to uh explore the historical context of everyday things so like why is something like this or what happened or just what's the general history of something um general history at your service <laughs> <laughs> that's what i should have put on my patreon you can that would be fun i have a patreon I know like too <laughs> but before so, we get too yeah, far that so yeah, follow Amara on TikTok. It's just at Amara Andrew. And yeah. you, can, you can see more of the uh, 60 second art history. But and what, it's just history in general too, so don't worry. Yeah, and what are we talking about today? What What is the question that we're finding an answer to? So Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I feel like you have a script. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, intro. So Jeff. <laughs> yes, Amara. Uh, Amara. For those who are listening, we're reading off of our iPads like we're being ding dong, ding dongs. <laughs> I mean, back of being ding dongs. <laughs> just to be clear, I am not reading off my iPads. <laughs> I, we were making making pretend, though you say. <laughs> so anyway, sorry to all of our Eastern European listeners. However, I am Eastern European, so I feel like I can do that. So I mean, if. you're from Arizona. <laughs> well, yeah, but I know your lineage. Yeah, my my royal lineage. <laughs> In Scandinavian, I found out. Okay, so have you ever heard a song and you think you've heard it before, but it sounded way different? Like something about it sounded familiar, but you didn't really know what? Yeah, you get you get the vibe that have I heard this before, or why why is this already catchy? Why do I already like it? And it's just starting, maybe. Yeah, I know my question is very vague, um, so. Let me rephrase it this way. <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing? I don't know. It's just funny. Do you know what sampling is? 
Do you mean at the buffet? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I felt like you just set that up, so I had to say that. But yeah, so we're talking talking music. Uh So sampling in music would be using a clip from or using a piece from someone else. Exactly. So interestingly enough, I didn't really know what sampling was, even though I consider myself a huge music buff in like, like stuff from 300 years ago to today i love in any kind of like uh, what's 300 years ago like what what kind of music is well, that would be like pachelbel 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 sounds right Pac-a-bell. but what is that song taco bell <laughs> <laughs> canon in d or like no i don't know what it is <laughs> it's the Oh, wait, isn't that the wedding song? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Um, I like to classify things, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like or Chopin, which was, was, yeah, like 300-ish years ago. Um, Beethoven, Bach, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like anything to today. And then like reggae music or mente- mento music, punk, German grindcore, whatever the fuck. I love it. Um, I just love sounds. Like they're just so fascinating. Anyway, so... I realized this when I was driving to go meet up with some friends in the park one day. One of my friends was you. (laughs) Um, I was driving around and like for the longest time I've been a huge fan of uh, reggae music, like Roots Reggae reggae from like the 1960s. Um, And I heard this song. I just put on like some random playlist. I don't even remember what it was because I was like, oh, I might as well like expand my horizons. And like I was I like accumulating new music because it's just like fun. It's like new things. Um, So then I heard this song and I was like, I swear to God, I know this song. Um, But it wasn't the song that I thought at all. Um, Do we play the clip? (laughs) we can but maybe give a little more context so what are we talking about here so i immediately pulled my car over to the side (laughs) of the road i was like i must know what is this tell me um i did pull over because i was that curious i was like holy shit like i know what this song is but this is totally different than how i know it um and i wanted to know like was this like uh um like a collaboration with the artist that I knew who actually made it or whatever. Like I said, I wasn't familiar with sampling at the time, but then I realized that it was Major Laser. And then I was like, oh, okay, I, I don't know who that is. Cool. <laughs> so then I like was listening to it and I was like, this is so weird. So I like did a little like side research because I was like, okay, then like what the hell is happening? I don't know if they were like, Like, I didn't know what it was, and it wasn't, like, that big of a mystery, but I wanted to know, hey, like, why are they using this music, and does the artist know and that kind of stuff? Because I know sketchy stuff happens in the music industry. And you just found them a few years ago, then. I mean, a handful of years ago. Yeah, like, five-ish or something. Mm. Um, I think I had heard them before. And I only say, "Mm," because you're a big fan. Like, I feel like you've always been a big fan, so I didn't realize that it was sort of a new new acquisition. (laughs) No, it was very new. I mean, it, it may even have been earlier than you. No, I think it was around the time we met. Um, but, but yeah, here, let me yeah. play the... So, so we're starting at the top of this list here with the first Yes, sample. so we're starting with the first song, which is Can't Stop Now. 
So we're going to listen to the intro, maybe like five seconds or so. Oh yeah, just for the vibe of what you were hearing. Yeah. So see, people need to actually watch this too because I made it to see you uh, lip syncing. I can't and help it. It's just dancing. like I feel it, like in my body. Okay, so that was "Can't Stop Now" by Major Lazer, which was released in two thousand nine. If there are any music aficionados or even just like huge reggae fans like me, immediately you notice that this is "Barbed Wire" by Nora Dean from nineteen seventy. Should we listen to, Hell to yeah. that one? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly the same. Exactly. Well, other than that. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, the lyrics are one of the most fascinating things about this song for me. Originally, so Nora Dean was born in uh, Spanish Town, Jamaica in 1944. So, what we're going to do, actually, though, is oh, we're yeah. going to go Sorry. through and compare. So... Major Lazer is a modern band, a modern band, modern, <laughs> I always say reggae, but I know you say reggae, which I think is probably more. You say reggae? Like yeah, Ray J? Reggae. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's like, it's modern. It's, I mean, they've, that uh, Can't Stop Now was from 2009, yes. it looks like. And so essentially they've, they've seemingly built a lot of their, I don't know, the, the personality of their band through sampling. Right. Yes, that's that's what we're going to uh, realize today together. <laughs> that's what we're going to journey into. But yeah, so we're going to go through and compare the the new track, the Major Laser track, to the original, and sort of see like where did the original come from? Who yeah. who created that little piece of artwork? Yeah, and it's just interesting to know like who originally created it and the context behind it because I think that informs like I feel like Major Laser they did their homework and were like, okay, let's take this, like, Barbed Wire by Nora Dean's like a classic, iconic reggae song. So I feel like that's just like an homage to her. So in 1960s Jamaican music, I learned, um, I keep saying Jamaican music just because I want to encompass like all the um, movements that were going on at the time, all the Mm -hmm. music movements. Uh, Sampling was actually a huge honor to the person that you sampled from. So we'll see that happen where actually these songs were sampled from other songs and it's like a whole chain, which I had a lot of fun trying to figure out and like pinpoint, okay, I think this came from there and that came from, I don't know. I really loved it. It was like a Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. Um, And I just love the music. So it was just fun to like go through and like hear how each person kind of made their own thing with it. I don't know. It's just fun. And it's interesting too, because there wasn't a copyright issue. Like they aren't, they aren't experiencing any issues with copyright because they actually sort of did their due diligence, it seems like, and yeah, worked and they actually, with the artists. Exactly. Yeah. If you look or at the, the estate, um, producer credits, like this isn't a comprehensive list of all the songs that they sampled from because I, I'm not as familiar with other areas of music, but it was just these where I was like, holy shit. Um, like I know reggae and then I know we'll see um, like La Murga and Salsa and like all these different types of music like i just know because i listened to it anyway and i was like holy shit (laughs) um but yeah so they worked with the original artist and i think gave them producer credits or something like that or writer credits 
um, which I thought was very lovely. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like legal that they have to do that. Um, well, so I actually like a little side note. I listened to an episode of 20,000 Hertz today, which is oh, a yeah. phenomenal audio I love that like, podcast. podcast about audio and music and all these things. It's, and it's so interesting. And this episode was called Copyright or Wrong. So oh. it was actually all about copyright and music, which ties in. I just I didn't play it because we're listening because we're talking about this. I just so happened to play it, and oh, then I was like, "This is that's really perfect. interesting." That's fate, <clears throat> destiny. But yeah, so it's it's sort of strange where copyright has gotten today. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you're interested, go to what is it twenty k dot org and mm-hmm. like just listen to that episode. But it's interesting to see how there's little bits of music that's not even. I mean, you have something that's like a chorus that's very similar, or you have a mm-hmm. chord progression that's very similar. But there's other copyright issues that mm-hmm. like have been brought to court that are very. It it feels like it's so loosely connected um, that it's surprising that sometimes artists actually end up having to give like sort of ownership, like half of the song, to these other estates from past artists. Damn. And just one quick little. Uh, side note, This Land is Your Land. Yeah. That was a complete rewrite of lyrics of another song. Mm-hmm. Around, oh, okay. So you knew that. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I didn't know that. But then later, like down the line, there's there's a company now that owns that the rights to that song. So really? they litigate, even though the person who wrote it was like, this is for everyone. Do whatever you want with it. I have the copyright. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, have the, I care about the copyright, but the copyright is that I want you to do this. But now there's a company that's actually litigating against people who are doing things. What you looking up over there? I wanted to say that it was Woody Guthrie that wrote it. But... Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Before I said it, I didn't <laughs> want it to be like, yeah, it's fucking blah, blah, blah. Okay, it was Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Woody Guthrie. Guthrie. <laughs> Guthrie. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was interesting. No, that's just, really fascinating. I just so happened to listen today. And, oh, oh, and the Happy Birthday song yeah. is free to use now. Because really? like a court oh, case did it went get through. that one hundred year? Mark? It was it was the result of a court case, I guess. Oh, but you can learn all about that on twenty thousand hertz ep- on the twenty thousand hertz episode. Oh. Copyright or wrong? I'm listen to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Um, okay, well, back to back to Major Laser, and yeah, so, we're on Nora Dean right now. Yeah, so we're at barbed wire. So yeah, where do I even go? So I guess I just have like a little biography about her because I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess the main thing, because um, you can read about her whole bio on my post, which we'll link to in the show notes. Um, but the lyrics, so like I mentioned, the lyrics are really what stood out to me. So because I was like, barbed wire in his underpants. What is she talking about? But like sexual innuendos were super, not super common, but they were popular in both reggae music in the 1960s and then also mento music which i love mento oh my god it's so like funny and just like what did you just say it's hilarious like it's How so would you raunchy mento? it's i can't help but it's think like, mentos so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like calypso music okay um so very like tropical is mm-hmm. how people would classify it um but it has very dirty lyrics and it's like, oh my God, it is just hilarious. And it's like everyday things where something goes awry. It's just funny. Like, I don't know. It makes me smile and like laugh and feel good. So um, anyway, so 
the original lyrics to barbed wire actually were not funny and not supposed to be sexual. It was actually, so Dean grew up in uh, Spanish town, Jamaica, um, or I'm sorry, in Kingston, Kingston, Jamaica. Um, she was born in Spanish town, but then she lived in Kingston and she would walk through this like really sketchy area all the time. And the original lyrics were supposed to be barbed wire on his head. There was a guy who would wear barbed wire on his head because he wasn't mentally all there. Um, so I don't get the correlation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wear barbed wire all the time. <laughs> um, you wear barbed wire in your underpants. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, so he would wear it like a crown on his head and it was just very like sketchy for her, like a lone female who was in her late teens at the time, I think to just walk through this area by herself where there were a lot of like creepy men and just like weird, not good things going on. Um, so she wrote it as, um, yeah, barbed wire in his head. And then she also said something, oh, the lyric that's still in there where it said, I lick him upon his head with a brick or something like that. I lick him hard upon his head. Do you want me to? Um, was no, it right okay. at the beginning or was it later? It's later. I okay. don't remember exactly where, but she basically just says like she hits him because like lick is hit, mm -hmm. um, hit him in the head with a brick. And that was still in there because, um, so that was in reference to hitting the guy who was wearing barbed wire on his head to like fight him off to, for her own safety. But it stayed in there because barbed wire then became a song about um, a young girl recounting her sexual like advances of a man to her mom and just saying like I tried to fight him off but then you know things happen and blah 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 so um yeah I just thought that was really interesting just how the lyrics were changed and um I think she got paid 30 pounds over like a nine month period but then the kicker is that barbed wire like I said is one of the most popular reggae songs and it sold 13 million copies like to date but Nora Dean hasn't, like, never saw a dime of that money because mm -hmm. that's unfortunately a very, very, very common theme for Jamaican artists in the 1960s. And I definitely know throughout all of time, but it's, like, something that I found in all my research when I was going through all this. Like, I just felt so bad for all these people because, like, they did all the work pretty much. And then the producers are like, screw you, I'm going to take <laughs> all your fucking money. So, anyway, sorry if you're a producer or whatever. <laughs> oh here a producer sorry <laughs> but, no, but um so yeah i mean hopefully is she still alive do you know no she passed okay. away in the 2010s i think okay so i mean they actually would have sampled her song when she might have still been around i mean i wonder I think, not I that it's remember. not that it like makes up for it but maybe maybe yeah. that connection did sort of help help fulfill maybe. that like I don't know, recognition. I mean, recognition for the art, but yeah, or it could monetary go to, like, compensation, her estate, or mm -hmm. something like that. But yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but she made a great song. It's just like yeah. an absolute classic. Well, yeah. Now it's like I feel like, uh, I know. Uh, well, it just like it happens, and like you read all these stories, and it's just like then these people had to go be a bank teller for the rest of their life, or mm -hmm. something, or just like anything to make ends meet and it's like no you were phenomenal with music like i wish somebody had not been an asshole and let you like encouraged you to keep going and gave you what you deserve like the money that you deserve i don't know mm. it's just 
it's messed up because we could have had some really like amazing, like more amazing music, but mm-hmm. that's how that goes. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So what's the, what's the next song? The, so next, the next uplifting song story. Is, <laughs> <laughs> this one's actually much more uplifting. Okay, it's a cool. very short, sweet story. Um, <laughs> so I just feel so bad for Nora Dean and like, yeah, and sister Nancy, but we'll get there. And Carl Dawkins. Um, Okay, so the next one is Come On To Me from 2014. And this was a collab between Major Lazer and Sean Paul. Mm. Okay, you can cut it. (laughs) Okay, so that... They sampled La Murga by Willy Colon, Hector Lavo, and Yomo Toro. Isn't that crazy? And this song is from 1973. It's just like a different pacing to it. Mm-hmm. Here, I want to play that one again. So you can hear it in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's bringing it up right now. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah, so just a little, like, it's subtle, but it's there. Very subtle. And you found that in there, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that song, La Murga. Mm-hmm. So La Murga is actually, um, so people label this as a salsa song, salsa song, which I also thought it was a sol- salsa song. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just going to say salsa. Um, I want to say it properly, but I'm dumb. So La Murga is actually a reference to a Panamanian dance. Um so which is stylistically similar to dances found in both argentina and uruguay but um the murga is characterized as relying heavily on percussive instruments and it has a really fast upbeat tempo so it's like it's similar to salsa but also very different with just like how it uses the instruments and stuff like that um but la murga was debuted in 1952 by a panamanian trumpeter called uh manuel consuegara consuegra Lopez. It sounded very different than this version that was created by Colon and Laveau. Um, and since it was debuted in 1952, it's been a staple at pretty much any large Panamanian gathering, mm. um, particularly like carnivals and stuff like that. Um, but this song was released in 1971 and it's been a classic ever since. <laughs> so, That's nice. Yeah. So on to the next song. Sorry, it took way too long in the beginning. Um, no. Okay, so the next song is Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined. <laughs> so the next song is Jessica from 2013. My bathing suit's on the push. This definitely has like a like you can hear it immediately. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Um, but that was Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend, another one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Um, so now we'll listen to Satisfaction by Carl Dawkins in 1970. I feel like you're a DJ. And now we will listen to... <laughs> and now. <laughs> we will listen to The Selfish Gene. Selfish Gene as Selfish. read by Richard Dawkins. <laughs> no, it's a Satisfaction by Carl Dawkins. Oh, yeah. It's like, That's a straight... Yeah. Yeah, straight sample. Yeah, like there is no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um so Carl Dawkins is one of the few examples that I have where he actually came from a very musical family. 
So he was born in St. Catherine, Jamaica in 1948, and his dad was a drummer for the renowned um, Sonny Bradshaw band in Jamaica, which is really cool. So then because his dad was a drummer, they actually moved to Kingston when um, Carl Dawkins was a young boy, and he rubbed elbows with some of Jamaica's premier musicians like the Sterlings, Roland Alfonso, Little G and Earl Kinnear. Um, and then like later on in his teens, Dawkins ended up auditioning with J.J. Johnson, who was a producer. Um, and he recorded his super successful debut song, Baby I Love You, which is in no relation to the 1963 The Runette song, Baby I Love You. Just I was going to say, which is probably the one that's in my head right now. Yeah, not <laughs> not at all like that. Um, so I, I wanted to make a note just to have it be clear. Um, but Dawkins was a noted Rastafarian, and he actually got thrown in jail for a time um, after... So. After his debut song, he got thrown in jail for having weed, um, which that's a whole other topic. Um, like, you shouldn't get jailed for that, but whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'll keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> um, but well, no, but what year was that too? What did you say? That would have when? been like late sixties. Yeah, I mean it's um, a very different time. Well, yeah, but um, still, and it's <laughs> part of his religion. But whatever. Um, so funny enough, though, he was put, which I know th- these names won't mean a thing to you, but when I read this in an interview with him, I was like, holy shit, to be a fly on that wall. He was jailed with Lord Creator, Bunny Whaler, and Toots Maytail all at the same time. <laughs> and I've heard Toots Toots and the Maytails, right? So originally the band was the Maytails, and then it was Toots and the Maytails. Um, Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was like, holy shit. Could you imagine being in there? That would be like such a fun time. Um, but anyway, so once Dawkins got out of jail, I think he was in there for like eight months. Um, he recorded Satisfaction in 1970. Um, and he was very successful after Baby I Love You, his debut song. And he recorded another song. I think it was Hard Times. I can't remember right now. But then after he went in jail, his success went down unfortunately um was satisfaction successful yeah it was successful i think it sold eighty thousand copies Mm -hmm. um which is pretty good in my mind i mean i'm i don't know how like i sold this at that time too like this isn't britney spears going platinum jamaica too like i don't know i just because the music market has primarily been in i almost said arizona oh my god that was dumb that's where (laughs) i'm from um has been in america Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really fascinating. So, but yeah, also same thing. He didn't see like much money from his work, which is unfortunate. Um, but he's still around and he's still touring and stuff like that. Really? So yeah. How He'd be pretty old now, right? Yeah, 48. So he'd be oh, okay, like not... 70-ish, 71. Yeah, so he was born in 48. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not as old as yeah. I was thinking. But I'm bad with... Um, context of times <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like you say the dates it is and i know i say this every time but they just don't sink in yeah so i'm just like oh this was forever ago and it's oh like, yeah oh, and that's okay. why i try to always tell you things in context of mm-hmm. like okay this is post-world war ii but <laughs> yeah so after pre- 1983 <laughs> <laughs> this is what i deal with um but yeah so don't you look at that camera <laughs> breaking the fourth wall breaking the fourth wall breaking the wall <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> that sound. Sorry, my hair was stuck in my <laughs> mouth. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to the listeners. Um, hi, Jackie. See, so yeah, what are we up to? 
Um, okay. Mary so, Jane. <laughs> yes. Mary Jane is next, right? So the next song I fuck this was one of my all time favorite major laser songs. Just it's about weed and how could you not like a song about that? But then also I loved just the sound because it's so weird and different. So yeah, Mary Jane from two thousand nine. Now this is a story about my girlfriend Mary Jane. Oh yeah, this song. Uh-huh. I love it. Tuba in the beginning too. You ready to meet me? Okay. So. This is a very different route that we're going to take right now. That was obviously not from a reggae band. (laughs) (laughs) Or it would be a very uh, eclectic reggae band. So next we're going to Lieberman Funky Freilix. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) From the Brotherhood of Brass album. (laughs) Uh Just wait. This is where it gets good. Oh wow! <laughs> I love, like, I love the whole album, but this is seriously one of my favorite songs. Um, so, this so wait, is... that album? You like, you know that? Like, yeah. you knew that song? Uh-huh. How do you know that song? So, this is klezmer music. So, this is. Uh, yeah. By Frank London's Klezmer Brass All-Stars um, from 2005. I told Wait, this you, I, is 2005? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was going to be old, especially by no. the cover that I'm seeing right here. So, it looks, looks pretty ancient. That's the fun part. Um, this is where we get into the meat of it. Um, like I told you, I'm into some weird music stuff. Um, not that it's weird. It's just very eclectic. Um, so Frank London is a New York-based trumpeter, and he leads... Frank London's Klezmer Brass All-Stars. So Klezmer is a genre <laughs> that um, it's played at celebratory events like marriages and stuff like that for Ash- Ashkenazi Jews. Mm. Um, and Klezmer is a combination of two Hebrew words, which I didn't know this. I just realized, though, sorry. Like we would joke about a tuba playing the Bride's March. Uh-huh. Just how silly that would be. And that's sort of what this is. <laughs> and I didn't know that this was played at marriages until mm. I did my research. But like I knew of the album. Um, obviously that's why we're here. Um, but yeah, isn't that funny? I would love this played like at a wedding. Just like, um, so klezmer is a combination of two Hebrew words. I'm sorry if I mispronounce these. Kli meaning tool, utensil, or instrument and zemer meaning melody. So together it's, uh, kli zemer, which means vessel of music or musical instrument. Um, so Frank London is actually a key member of the Hasidic New Wave. Okay. So they uh, combine elements from like Hasidic musical stylings with like funk and blues and jazz and acid rock and stuff like that. Um, and that's what we were listening to. <laughs> um, so then that's not going to be all brass that, that turns into some interesting it gets very interesting there's uh, a clarinet in there i love it it just sounds so old it's funny (laughs) well because it is like it's relying on older traditions of music not relying i guess like taking from older traditions and still Mm -hmm. like this song is 
probably the oldest sounding one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting about interesting thing about the album is that it was released through Piranha Records. Piranha Records is an independent record label based in Berlin, Germany, um, that focuses on producing quote African, Gypsy, and Jewish music. Everything the Nazis hated. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and that's on their website. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, but yeah, so London's been involved with Jack London, or sorry, Frank London, not Jack London. I'm thinking something else. Um, Frank London is involved with a lot of other klezmer bands, like the Klezmatics and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that was this one. Nice. Um, so next song has a special place in my heart only because of where we first heard it. <laughs> yeah, this one is upbeat for sure. This is one I accidentally clicked on a few yes. months ago. So this one is Que Calor. Does this make you want to like make music? Like sampling music? I've always wanted to make music. I just, I don't have that kind of talent <laughs> um i'm gonna just start dancing on the table <laughs> Sorry. um so we heard this in miami while we were enjoying sushi one day and i was like what is this song i must know and then of yeah, course said it just like that. Yeah. <laughs> i had sushi hanging out of my mouth what is this song? <laughs> chubby bunny with sushi um that sounds like a cute little show chubby bunny with sushi um but yeah, I was like, oh my God, what is this song? I have to know. And then sure enough, it was freaking Major Laser. I was like, I can't get away from you. But then it's with Jay Balvin, who Balvin, who I actually really like too. He's um, he's now becoming like this huge uh, pop star, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term. Um, but I loved his music for a long time. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. I like the duo. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so that was Que Calor. And they sampled from... Kurura by Toto La Mompasina. Oh, wow. Right? I like how they find these sounds that are interesting and then they make them like, dance music. Exactly. Like, I love it. Um, I just, I seriously love what they do and how they just, yeah, like find these things and then remember it and like integrate it together into a song. Because like I said, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have that kind of thing. Well, it takes like, a lot of practice. And I mean, yeah. like a lot, a lot, a lot of time. Well, and and I would make like shitty little songs on like GarageBand and stuff, <laughs> but I wouldn't go to this level. But I would love to because there's so many like I have so many just weird little nuggets that I think everybody should hear. Like my friends in high school, when they would when I would be driving around anywhere, they would be trapped in my car. So then they would be my audience. So I could be like, oh, you should hear this. Like this is from... 1969 and this is the silver apples and like this is such Next a cool stop song. on yeah honestly like <laughs> i would radio when i would have people in my car i would try to think okay who is this person and then like how can i curate like the best thing for them to listen to on our 10 minute drive to fucking starbucks or something i don't know i would do that for you on fridays too just mm-hmm. to be like i know it was very different from what you like but i don't know i just thought it was like hey yeah, we'll just see what I happens um so anyway oh and in that curation sense too just to say like this is all all of these songs are in a playlist on spotify so if you yes. head over to amaraandrew.com and check out the post you know what's the the link amaraandrew.com slash major laser maybe slash major dash laser yeah so yeah, <laughs> if you go over there and you can find the link to all these songs and 
the full article that that sort of goes alongside this uh, podcast. Yeah, and we'll put the link in the show notes because major laser is spelled differently than an actual laser. So, lesser, lesser. Anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> so Toto Lamont Pesina, she was born Sonia Bazanta Vides in Bolivar, Colombia. And her family actually also consisted of musicians, but hers dated back about five generations, which is really cool. Um, And her dad was also a drummer, but then her mom was a singer and a dancer. So she came from like a very entertainment kind of style family. Um, So in her village of Talaigua, she would perform. So like when she would be grinding corn or scrubbing clothes or doing just like repetitive, monotonous kind of tasks, she would try to make it fun by making songs out of it so like chants or sounds or what have you um and then she would also come up with some salacious lyrics which i thought was fun because that's what i would do just trying to make anything fun um so she started a professional so she started singing i think in her village and then in surrounding villages and then she um began like a professional musical career in 1969 and that's when she's got her stage name, Toto La Montpesina. Um, so her ancestors hail from the village of Talagua, which is located on an island called Bompos, hence La Montpesina. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she performed all over Colombia and then in Europe and then even here in the United States. And then, yeah, she just had great success. So I was like, that's really cool. I like that's, that. We have a success story. Yeah, I know. It's like one... <laughs> Very few. <laughs> um, okay, so the next song is Sound Bang by Major Laser. Yeah, this feels very beachy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is the first time I've heard this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think that might be enough. Yeah, just play the next one. I'm just trying to remember if it's at the end. And then play the play. Hmm. Okay, so this is. Uh, Bam Bam by Sister Nancy. <laughs> I don't what know. What did I say? Bam Bam. Well, she <laughs> says Bam Bam. Okay. But then yeah, I think Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's toward the end of the major laser one that you can hear it the best, I think. Yeah, so go toward the end of the other one. Maybe like a minute or something. Oh, and they're saying that's your bomb. Yeah, they take the, like, there was one specific part, I don't remember now <laughs> where, but, like, you can really, like, you can get the gist that it was taken from there. And, yeah, they say bomb bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, the essence of it, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, this one's a little bit of a looser. It's not it's the more, straight. Yeah, it's um, more obscure. And sample. I first realized that they said bum bum. And then I was like, oh, that's like the Sister Nancy song. Um, and then you can kind of hear similarities to it. Or maybe I was just really high. <laughs> um, anyway, just kidding. Um, but yeah, so this song by Sister Nancy is... I I won't even fucking argue with anybody. This is the most sampled song in reggae history ever really? guaranteed so many motherfuckers have <laughs> sampled this song which like that's not bad it's just like this song is so famous and i i don't know why like i like it but there's just like i have different pulls to other songs um like desmond decker songs and stuff like that like king of the ska um but yeah, so this is like one of the most famous reggae songs, but she actually sampled hers, which I meant to put this song in the playlist, but I forgot to. Um, but she sampled from the 1966 Maytale. So she sampled from two songs. The first one is the um, 1966 song by the Maytales um, called Bam Bam or Bum Bum. <laughs> I'm just going to say Bum Bum because that's what everybody else says. Um, and then she also took the main like... Uh, I don't know what you would call it, like the main line, main rhythm. The fray? Oh, okay. Um, from Stalag 17 by Ansel Collins, which was from 1973. So she released this in 1982. Your year. <laughs> My year. Your year. <laughs> Your year. Um, but yeah, isn't that cool? Nice. So now we're on to the final one. This one I don't have too much to talk about, unfortunately, but you can just really hear the similarities. I'm a big Willie Colon fan. Um, so this is <laughs> jumped into it. Sorry. <laughs> Watch out for this by Major Laser. You have to wait a little bit. It's almost done. We're gonna have to move. We will listen to Maria Leonza by Willie Colon and Ruben Blades. What do you mean deity? Oh, that's an, for a second. I thought that was the artist and you were saying the yeah, artist is a Venezuelan deity. deity. Okay, yeah. yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently the song is about Maria Leonza and the, like where she came from, where she resides, and then the people that um, practice Maria Leonza. I actually don't know what you would even say. I had no idea what the song was about until I looked up the lyrics and then I was like, 
Oh, because like I got yeah. bits and pieces about it and I was like, that's interesting. Okay, she lives in the mountains. Okay. She does what? Because like I have very limited Spanish, but like I can I can pick up things. Um like this. No. <laughs> um but yeah, so she's a de- deity of female fertility, love, peace, and nature. So, yeah, that's all I got. We do have a couple, two more songs in this playlist. Are those... Yes, so those were at the end of my blog post, um, just for fun. So sampling, obviously, is not only major laser. Like, Pitbull is the biggest offender, <laughs> if you want to call it that. But not even offender. I, I mean, know, I say offender really, just for fun. And but... it makes, it really gets you, it draws you in quickly. I love it's... it, because, like, I love music history. So when I hear artists... I wish they gave more credit to the people who originally Mm -hmm. did this and tried to educate people about the music history. Um, But I guess that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Well, if anyone ever samples Jason Derulo, we will know for sure because we will hear, what does he say in every song? Jason Derulo. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag branding. Like 50 years from now, it's going to be like, Jason Derulo. JR. We'll be like, holy shit. Um. But yeah, so these last two, um, so the original, the first one is the Cooley dance. Um, so we'll play that. So you want the Cordell Burrell version? Yes. Okay. to Pitbull's culo. Like, they didn't even try to mask <laughs> it. <laughs> but also, I think that's, that is the art too, right? You're taking oh, yeah. this and you're changing it. But yeah, Pitbull, like, every, Pitbull's gonna be a whole other fucking thing because he samples from, like, everybody, which isn't bad. Like I oh, said, no, it's, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, I remember that Green Day album whatever whichever one it was that you listened to it the first time and every practically every song felt like i knew it already and but i think some of them were like very dookie no not that one i don't remember which one it was what had like brain stew (laughs) minority on it and stuff oh that was dookie wasn't it no it was a later one Uh but yeah there was Like, they did a good job of really making it feel like something you've heard before, which I always found interesting. Yeah, that song in particular, I mm-hmm. loved. And there's something about it. It just feels like it's very sing-songy. And it's yeah. very, like, it's that, like, chord progression. The album is warning. Okay, yeah. So I was wrong. My bad. Fucking Nimrod. <laughs> That's their other album, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their one other album. <laughs> <laughs> one of their other ones. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that is sampling. Yeah. So yeah, that was just major a very sampling. brief look at major laser sampling, which yeah, I'm totally not against it at all. I just, yeah, I wish there was more education, but I guess that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, yeah, to sort of tell the story of where the people came from and where the music yeah. that inspired the maybe today more recognized music. Well, yeah, and like broadening people's horizons because everybody just thinks like, I know you were, well... Not you to know throw me? you under the bus, <laughs> but you're very like of the moment and you like modernity and that's kind mm-hmm. of it. I, I don't live, like old stuff. Yeah. I live in the past. So it's a very interesting, <laughs> excuse me. Well, no, um, you are very present. You're mindful and present. 
Like in conversations, you are there listening to who you're talking to. What? I knew you were going to do that. I was just—I <laughs> could just see it. I could—I could see the gears turning. You're like, this is going to be hilarious. That's the bad thing. <laughs> yeah, he can—he knows when I'm going to tell a joke, so it's like, fucking great. Well, now that's ruined. But no, like you're very much in the moment. But what you have like a passion for history and for the past and sort of connecting. Oh um, yeah. I mean. Putting your life in historical context, that's like right on your site. Well, yeah, because I think there is so much to learn from history in literally every facet. Like, not all history is good, that's for damn sure, but there is stuff to learn from that still. And like, even just music, like, it's fun. Like, my best friend, she in high school, and still today, but like back in high school, she didn't really listen to older music but then I kind of got her hooked on it and then it was like oh cool and like she got me hooked on some country music which that was the one area I wasn't super into like I liked country western so the old stuff but I didn't really like the modern stuff but she did get me with a few of them like chicken fried and whatever (laughs) um but yeah I just I like sharing music with people because it's something like you can all enjoy it's like food but I don't get the same fulfillment out of feeding people. I like feeding people with knowledge. <laughs> Boom. Welcome to my kitchen, bitches. <laughs> Sorry. I have sworn so much in this episode. I think it's I'm more good. comfortable. No, that's good. Do we have to like rate this R? Now? Well, I have to, well, I have to choose clean or explicit, so I will choose explicit. Fuck yeah. And I'll put a big, um, what is it? Oh, parental advisory. Yeah, there you go. I was trying yeah. to think. I'm like NC17. I'm like, I couldn't remember. Eminem what they was part of that, right? Or like he wasn't it his album, or was it Marilyn Manson? I don't remember who. I mean, it, it that's it's around that time, but I don't remember. Like I Marilyn think... Manson sort of feels more apt, but it, it's sort of the same time as Eminem as well. He didn't really swear too much in his songs, though, other than this is the new shit. But also, but that's like, that's a newer one. But just oh, yeah. thinking of the content of what he's doing, maybe. Hey, what's but I don't wrong know. with a little bit of Satanism? <laughs> but yeah, like, well, yeah, that's something panic. to look into uh, for another yeah, time. Yeah, that would maybe. actually be interesting. Cool. Well, yeah. thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. And look out for my next Pitbull post. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the <laughs> my next one. Look, that's all look, I post about. Look for my seventh episode of <laughs> Pitbull, seven, the music. Seven, <laughs> the musical. Could you imagine a musical about Pitbull's life? Yeah, pit, Pitbullsical. Pitbullsical. <laughs> I ser- I would be the first to buy tickets because if he's so curious, mm-hmm. Pitbull musical. <laughs> but anyway. Ooh, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. <laughs> Ooh-wee. But you have to do it in a musical Dale style. Ocho. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to need it. I'm going to be Pitbull in this musical. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have too much hair, though. Bald cap. Okay. Or we just shave it off. Yeah, we'll just shave it off. It'll yeah. grow back. I'm a method actor, Jeffrey. I got to get into it. You can call me Pitbull. No, thanks. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, oh, yeah. And thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped is the... <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was like, you didn't fucking tell me this? <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be awesome. <laughs> no, but like Manscaped is just... I don't know. It's showing up on podcasts now. So it'd be, yeah. That'd be pretty funny. Thanks to uh, MeUndies and... Yeah, MeUndies, Manscaped. Your Undies. <laughs> uh, what are the other good ones? Casper mattresses aren't really talking all that much, but yeah, where do they go? I think they've sort of got enough of a a groundswell of interest. Well, yeah, and they have like actual stores now. Mm -hmm. But this is sort of brought to you by Built, because Built is our platform for uh, getting online and starting a business and 
don't really have anything in to say about it. In the Starting Now podcast. I just ate the microphone. Ugh. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and Starting Now, you started a podcast. It's really cool. <laughs> well, thanks. It's yeah. really informational. So, like, I'm a, a, a budding entrepreneur, I would say. <laughs> and, like, you talk with people in the entrepreneurial space who have been very successful, like yourself, and they give their, like, tips and tricks about what it's like to like start a business and stuff like that yeah we tell their story what happens <laughs> we tell their story but i sort of like uh i don't know i interview them trying to tease out the parts of their story that can help uh, yeah. start your own business it's so, yeah. super interesting if you're interested in getting online or listening to that podcast go to built.co that's byl.co yeah and I think we'll put it in the show notes <laughs> same with the link to the post in case you want to read yeah at amaraandrew.com for all your history needs yeah <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, but yeah i think that's about it and so we should just sign off with our control f sign off oh fuck do you remember it or no yeah you have a joke oh i forgot about that no i'm not prepped with that i just meant what <laughs> we've never said in our two episodes so far thanks thank you for um, well, thanks for listening to Control F, and as always, Control F yourself. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> I thought it would be so funny the other night. I was like, I think, wasn't that me? After like a glass of wine, I was like, Control F yourself. <laughs> well, you definitely, I mean, that has been floating around for a little bit, as, yeah. but we just, we've never used it, so. Okay. Bye, guys. Go Control F yourselves. <laughs> Peace. See, now I feel like I need to actually get you a that little joke. That was the perfect sign-off. What do you call an apology <laughs> written in dots and dashes? A puddle? An apology written in dots and dashes is remorse code. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I okay. love a good stupid joke. <laughs> it matches my personality. <laughs> Anyway, this was another episode of Control F. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch on your YouTube channel. Woo and that's all for this week, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. See ya. Mwah.